Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is officially 2022. That still feels like a space age to me. When I say that year, I feel like it's might as well be 3022, you know? I would love to know, before we get started, what are some of the, the goals or the priorities that you have for this year? You can message me on Instagram, or better yet, I think it would be an amazing conversation to have over in the Primal Potential Facebook group. I will link that up in the show description. What are some of the things that you really want to focus on or you really want to achieve this year? I can tell you for me, without a doubt, it is finishing book three. I don't think it'll get published in 2022, but that's that's one of those things that's outside of my control. My goal is to complete book three, have it submitted, feel amazing about it. That's a big one. Expanding my family is a huge goal. There are parts of that that are outside of my control, but there are absolutely parts of that that are inside of my control. And those are the things that I'm going to be focusing on. Things like balancing my hormones, taking really good care of myself, getting Roman to take a bottle. Those sorts of things are high on the priority list for me, as well as weight loss. And I'm going to be talking a lot more about that. A couple, maybe a week ago, I shared in an episode, if you haven't listened to some of the final episodes of 2021, definitely do that. Because I talk about how a lot of times when I look back on my journey, specifically to the period of time where I was losing in total just about 150 pounds, I look back on that and often think how it would have been cool if I had a podcast, a platform, an audience at that time. Of course, I didn't. And well, not for the majority of it anyway. And also, when I gained weight during both of my pregnancies in 2020 and 2021, it didn't initially come to mind to share the weight part of it. In fact, there wasn't much of a sense of shame, but a little bit of disappointment in myself or just a, a resistance to, to sharing it until I realized that's very much what I wanted, <laughs> you know, for a previous, a previous journey. And what's so cool about sharing things as you go through them 
is that the the advice and the tools look very different when you're in it than when you're not in it. So I believe it's really powerful for me to reflect on building a business after building a business. Not that building a business is done, but you know what I mean. After the hardest parts of it. But when you're in it, it's different. Me reflecting on how I navigated the first 130, 150 pounds of weight loss is different than if I had been sharing about it while I was in it. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to write Tools for the Trenches when I did. For the longest time, I went back and forth, even up until like the very week that the book released, I went back and forth on, is this the right time to even have written this? Should I reflect years later and wait until I'm not in the center of it. And for Tools for the Trenches, it was really in the center of navigating the early months of Dagny's death, our daughter's death. But it would have been a totally different book if I waited five years. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just a different thing. So I decided to put out Tools for the Trenches now. And you know what? Five years from now, there could be a totally different perspective and a totally different book. But that's why I want to share more about my weight loss journey from this postpartum weight. Oh, is it postpartum weight? It's postpartum now. But the weight I gained in pregnancies now while I'm in it instead of after when I'm reflecting on it. Because it's just different. I'll still share after when I'm reflecting on it. But I am excited to have the opportunity to share while I'm in it. I hope that makes sense. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. Well, sort of. What we're going to talk about today are three things that you need to know in order to get consistent, which isn't the same as getting started, right? Getting started is not consistency. Consistency is really relying on a pattern of behavior. Three things you need to know to get consistent and stay consistent because I would imagine that most of us, if not all of us, have had the experience of starting a year or a month or a week really strong. But again, starting strong is not being consistent. Starting with great clarity and great drive and motivation and energy and determination and then kind of fizzling out. Either because something comes up, maybe you get sick, maybe your kid gets sick, maybe you go on vacation, maybe any number of things. And then we never really have midterm or long-term consistency. And that's a problem. That's why we don't get where we want to go and that's why we're not often living up to our potential. So I want to share with you three things that you need to know in order to get consistent and stay consistent. And as always, these things only have utility if you use them. You can listen to this and you can be educated or inspired or determined, but none of that can work for you unless you put it into action. And I want to just start with that reminder so that as you're listening, you're asking yourself, is there a piece of this that I can incorporate today? What can I do to remind myself to incorporate XYZ piece of this tomorrow and the day after? Okay. The first thing that you need to know for the sake of consistency over the long term, and I want you to first trust me on this when I say it, and then I'll prove it. The first thing that you need to know is that it begins with your thoughts it really does. It doesn't begin with your consist it doesn't begin with your discipline. It doesn't begin with your drive, with your tenacity. 
consistency every single time starts with how you think. Because think about it this way. This is how I'm going to prove it to you. If your goal has ever been met with things like, I'll do better tomorrow. This one thing won't hurt. I don't even really care. I'm too scared. It's too hard. What's the point? It doesn't matter anyway. Or any number of other limiting stories, thoughts. It's why we have to optimize our thoughts to get consistent because in all of those things, I'll start tomorrow, what does it really matter? This one thing won't hurt. Those are thoughts that impede consistency. The thought is the thing that you used to convince yourself to not be consistent. All of those I'll start tomorrow. This one thing won't hurt. It doesn't matter. What's the point? I'm too tired. I'm too stressed. Those excuses are all examples of thought patterns that drive behavior patterns. Those are thought patterns that drive behavior patterns. So to get the results we want and to stop the pattern of being inconsistent, of not doing the work, we have to think differently. One of the primary reasons that people struggle to make changes in their lives, myself included, is because by default, we focus on behavior change first and foremost, right? Every, every diet, every workout program, every getting out of debt thing, they all start with behavior change. We try to eat less. We try to exercise more or get up earlier. And then we will ourselves to do those things. If we want it enough, if we think about it enough. Behavior change is absolutely the desired endpoint. Yes, but it's not where we should start for the sake of consistency. Behavior change isn't even where the majority of the effort needs to go when we're getting started. Ultimately, I want you to change your behaviors as much as you want to change them. And I have behaviors that I want to change too, whether that's eating less sugar, getting up earlier, being kinder to your spouse. But we have to think about the way that we let ourselves off the hook. And that's with our thoughts, right? You know exactly what cards to play and what story to tell yourself to let you off the hook and put your goals aside for a moment or more. And that's what inconsistency is. It's pretty easy to derail yourself because you know the excuses that work and the ones that don't. And maybe even you're sensitive to me calling them excuses because they feel so authentic and justified. Like I've had a terrible day or I have a headache. It's not an excuse. I really have a headache and that's why I didn't work out. That, that works for you. You know what card to play. Maybe you know that when you say to yourself, when you think, oh, it's been such a long day, I'm stressed, I'm exhausted, I'm overwhelmed, I just can't, I just can't, I'll do, I'll do it tomorrow. That line of thinking gives you the permission that you want to say yes to ordering pizza instead of eating the dinner you plan to or skipping your workout or whatever. With that line of thinking, it doesn't take much to justify inconsistency. Or maybe you know that the I don't have time so I'm going to do it tomorrow line is the exact card that you can play to convince yourself to skip a workout. You're not saying no. You're not saying you don't care. 
You really are slim on time and you are going to do it tomorrow. Or maybe you know that I'll start tomorrow or I'll start Monday is exactly what works to perpetuate inconsistency because you're making a plan to do it and your good intentions for another time feel genuine or even productive. These aren't problem behaviors. They are problem thoughts that lead you to problem behaviors or inconsistent behaviors. So to become the person that you want to be, the most important work you can do is the work that will help you become a better thinker. The most effective path to consistency is the path that leads you to higher level thoughts. Becoming a better thinker means that your excuses don't hold as much weight, as much water as they did before. And this approach, focusing on first becoming a better thinker, is going to free up so much time and energy while also accelerating your progress towards your goals. Because you finally are focusing on the thing that really determines if you're consistent or if you're not, if you follow through or if you don't, improving the thoughts that lead up to your decisions. Consciously or unconsciously, I talk about this all the time, you are always convincing yourself. I am always convincing myself. We talk ourselves into or out of everything based on how we think in the moment of decision. Just this morning, I, was, I, I noticed I was doing the same thing. I had a plan to record six podcasts today. And right now it's 8 a.m. It happens to be a Thursday when Chris is home. Otherwise, I would never be able to do that with the baby. But that was the plan, right? And I got my cup of coffee. I came into the office. And as I sat down, I was like, well, you know, if I did three today, then I could do three over the weekend when Chris is home. And I was convincing myself to not follow through on the intention that I had set. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? I will always be able to find another day to record, but that's really not the point here. This is an opportunity to practice follow through. Could I do one today and five over the weekend? Sure. Could I do four today and two over the weekend? Sure. But what I need is to practice follow through. And so I'm doing six today and I'm not entertaining any other option. I'm just not. There will always be other options but this is the path I chose and this is an opportunity to practice being consistent and following through on the things that I said I would. I'm always trying to make the most out of the time that I have to work because I'm a full-time mom and on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays, I might honestly get 15 minutes to work. So really knocking out as much as possible when I do have help, is the thing that I want. It's the thing that I seek all the time. I'm always planning for it. So if that day comes and I'm thinking, well, you know, that sounds like a lot. Maybe I can spread it out. I'm not following through on the very thing that I have sought out, that I have planned for. That type of thing happens all the time. All the time. When we become a better thinker, we notice it. And we can come up with other options, more productive options. I'm sore right now from my workout yesterday. My tricep is sore from the workout two days ago, but my glutes and my legs are super sore today. And I could absolutely say, well, you know what? I can absolutely fit in an extra workout over the weekend. 
So maybe I take an extra day. When I become a better thinker, I'm able to say, do I need the break for my body or do I just not want to go to the gym today? Well, I just don't want to go to the gym today. Well, what if I go, but I use slightly lighter weights? It's not an all or nothing proposition. It's not, well, you don't want to go, so don't go. Maybe I explore doing a different plan. Maybe today is the day that I do um, maybe Jacob's Ladder instead of weightlifting. Maybe today I go for a long walk, but it's not, do I skip it or do I not do it? When I become a better thinker, I start to give other options. And in just 10 seconds of practicing higher level thinking, I'm like, I'm going to go and do the workout that I plan to do because I'm totally capable of doing it. I just don't feel like it. But I know I'm going to feel amazing afterwards. It's our thoughts that lead us to consistency or inconsistency. But so many people focus on behaviors. It's your thoughts that get you there. So it's your thoughts that we need to work on. Becoming a better thinker. New thoughts. Not the same old familiar thoughts. What's a new way of thinking about this when an excuse comes into my mind? It's funny. Last night I had posted in the Primal Potential Facebook group, as I often do, about what questions people had for an upcoming Q&A episode. And in the majority of the questions, it was, it was things like, how do I get myself unstuck? Or I'm in a bad place, or I can't seem to get any wins. How, you know, what, what would you do if you just can't seem to get any wins? And for those comments, I said, I think you know the answer. You're just not looking for it. You're focused more on the problem and you're not saying to yourself, I bet I know a solution here. And when I made that comment, every single person came back to me and were like, you're right, I do know exactly what to do. That's what it means to become a better thinker. We are not derailed by our excuses and we're not roadblocked by our problems. So these are thought patterns that lead to behavior, pattern, lead to behavior patterns and we need to change the thought pattern. And if you're thinking, I don't know how, I have good news for you because I have like 500 episodes of this podcast on it. So I think you do know how if you've been listening for a while. And if you haven't been listening for a while, you can just dive back into the episodes. Okay, the second thing that you need to know in order to get consistent and stay consistent is that you have to pay attention to the small picture more than the big picture. You have to pay attention to the small picture more than the big picture. So I shared with you guys at the top of the episode that one of my goals right now is weight loss. I'm carrying more weight from both of my pregnancies than I want to, than is healthy. And when I was younger and extremely obese, I would just think about weight loss all the time. Like, you know, I want to lose. My, my initial goal was 100 pounds. I thought that would be amazing if I could lose 100 pounds. And I would think like, I want to lose 100 pounds. And if I do this, this, and this, then maybe in nine months, I can be at my goal. And I would plan for things like that. Or maybe a special event was coming up, somebody's wedding. And I would think, oh, if I lose, you know, two and a half pounds a week and I'm super disciplined and no excuses, then by that date, I'll be down this much. And oh my gosh, won't that be amazing? But as I focused on the big picture, I was missing a ton of opportunities to capitalize on the small picture right in front of me. Even right now, it's easy to be like, huh, do I want to lose 40 pounds or I wonder if I would feel better if I lost 50 pounds. Who cares? 
it doesn't matter at all right now because I'm not losing. I'm not, I'm not deciding, okay, I'm down 40. Do I want to go to 42? Do I? No, I'm not there yet. What I need to focus on is today. Same thing with writing a book. I have to focus on the small picture more than the big picture because the big picture isn't actionable. I want to have my third book out in the world before my 40th birthday. So in the next six months, I want to have the manuscript totally buttoned up, ready to go to the editor. But that's not actionable today. When instead, I focus on what time am I writing today? And am I going to do a 20-minute block today or a 30-minute block today? Because I'm recording six podcast episodes, so I just don't know where the time is going to come from. I need to know if I'm doing a a 10-minute block, a 20-minute block, a 30-minute block. That's focusing on the small picture. With weight loss, I'm focused on what am I going to eat today and what's my workout? Am I drinking enough water? Have I taken my supplements? That is the entire reason that I created the Changemakers Journal, right? Because after Dagny died specifically, that's when I developed it, I just felt like I had a hard time focusing. And more days would go by than not where I didn't feel like I really moved the needle. And I needed a tool that was going to help me focus today on moving the needle. And so with my primary goal, you know, I have many, many goals, but I have a primary for the month. With my primary goal of weight loss, I focus on three things that I'm going to do today, not tomorrow, not Saturday, today for that primary goal. But then of course, I have other things happening in my life. I have to work, we have family dinner, we have all of these different things going on. So I'm identifying other life investments, not too many, just three, in addition to the three things I'm going to do for my primary goal. For my primary goal today, one of them is about hydration, one of them is about the food I'm eating, and one of them is about my workout. It does not help me to be thinking about how long is it going to take to get back to the weight I was at before I was pregnant with Dagny. But it's easy to spend time there. And it almost feels productive because you're focused on the goal, but you're not in action. So the second thing that you need to know in order to get consistent and stay consistent is to focus on the small picture instead of the big picture. You don't have to do everything today, but you have to do something today. You have to do something today. Maybe you're not going to go to the gym today, but you're going to take a walk or you're going to do a short circuit before you jump in the shower. Focus on the small picture more than the big picture and on what you're going to do today. And then the third thing that you need to know in order to get consistent and stay consistent is that you have to be a little bit more mature in your thoughts. And I... I know that that rubs a lot of people the wrong way because nobody wants to be associated with immaturity. But you know how I said, I posted in the Primal Potential Facebook group and I was asking about questions and somebody said like, you know, I'm just, I'm stuck, I'm in a rut, I've made some bad choices and I can't get back on track. And I said, I think you know exactly something that you could do to get back on track. What do you think? And she gave me three things right away. Like this exchange happened in less than a minute. That to me is an opportunity 
to practice being more mature because when you think that, oh my gosh, I'm so off track. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. If you were practicing a little more maturity, that would help you slow down enough to say, I know at least one thing I can do to move in the direction I want to go. I know at least one improvement that I'm able and willing to make today. I for sure know what that is. That's the practice of maturity. It's slowing down. When you get frustrated with your lack of results and so you say, screw it, what's the point, who cares, and you go and engage in behaviors that are not aligned with your goal, that's an opportunity to practice being more mature. And I talked about this in a Q&A not long ago about how, not that long ago, uh, Chris overslept. Not by much, right? Maybe 30 minutes. And he should have been on his way to work, and he wasn't. He was in bed. And I woke him up, and well, I was in the other room with the baby, and I kind of shouted at him. And uh, he didn't say, well, I'm late, so what's the point? I already screwed up the day. It can't go according to plan, so I might as well not go in. We practice this maturity in other areas. We just need to demand it of ourselves in the areas where we don't bring it, where we're impulsive, where we're dramatic. Slow down. Slow down. Seek more rational solutions. Sometimes in the area of our goal, we're more emotional than rational. And that is, it doesn't mean you're an immature person, but you have an immature way of thinking in those moments. So slow down and challenge yourself to seek more rational solutions. You need that in order to be consistent because something's going to happen and, oh, I don't really care anyway. What's the point? I already messed up. You have an opportunity in those moments to slow down, be a little bit more mature, be a little bit more honest, be a little less impulsive, seek more rational solutions. I'm going to link up the Changemakers Journal too because especially starting a new year, I think it's a really amazing tool to help you with all of these things, to help you with your thoughts, to help you focus on the small picture instead of the big picture, and to help you be more rational. It's a really, really great tool for that, so I'll link it up in the show description. Happy New Year. Let's make it amazing. We are here together. And just by staying engaged with this podcast and asking yourself, what's one thing that I can put into action from the episode I listened to today? We are going to overcome that pattern of maybe having really strong goals and not reaching them. We're just, we're not going to be that group. We're not going to be that group. I can be somebody else, but it's not going to be us. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.